I am all about giving people secrets to help when I coach, when I train, when I speak from the stage. But this, my friends, is a secret to flirt with. Hello, this is Laura Pereca, and I want to thank you for being here and for being a lifelong learner. Let's take a sneak peek at a special secret that you can exploit to live not just a little bit of a better life, but a way better life. There's a fellow, uh, he's not around today, but he was around in times of old, and his name was Neville Goddard. And he wrote a book, slight but very, very good, called Feeling is the Secret. This book you can find online anywhere for free, actually, because it's in public domain. That's how long ago he lived. <laughs> All right, so a, f- a secret to flirt with. Now, what could I be talking about? Well, chapter two of his book, Feeling is the Secret, is about sleep. Sleep, the life that occupies one-third of our stay on Earth, says Neville Goddard, is the natural door into the subconscious. So it is with sleep that we are now concerned. The conscious two-thirds of our life on Earth is measured by the degree of attention we give sleep. Our understanding of and delight in what sleep has to bestow will, call, will cause us night after night to set out for it as though we were keeping an appointment with a lover. <laughs> what a fantastic first paragraph. If that doesn't grab you, nothing will. This is a secret to flirt with because if you get it, if you get what this chapter is about, you can change your life forever. And I'm not joking. I can tell you about examples of my students and my clients and myself and my children and my family. Um, So, all right. So here's the thing. Why would you want to keep an appointment with a lover? Well, obviously, because it's something, it's something you desire. You get a lot out of, you enjoy so much that every second matters. So you definitely would keep an appointment with a lover, right? Well, picture getting ready for bed, maybe stretching your arms up high and yawning and getting ready to go to sleep. Not so exciting, usually kind of boring, but imagine now if you do it as if you are keeping an appointment with a lover. When I tried looking at it this way, it really shifted things for me. It made it so much fun to climb under those covers and feel all nice nice and cozy and toasty under the warm covers and close my eyes and drift into dreamland. And let me explain to you what Neville Goddard is talking about. Well, in the first paragraph, he talks about your conscious mind and your subconscious mind and how pretty much everything that's happening in the world around you, you have first created in your mind. Look around you right now. The room you are in, if indeed you are inside a room, was created first in someone's mind. Someone first had to picture that room before they were able to start creating it. And indeed, everything really in our environment starts with our thoughts. If you are going to, uh, let's say you're going to school and you hate your teacher, you're going to look for things for your teacher to do wrong because that's what you're looking for. And you can say, oh yeah, look, she was mean. I knew she would be. Well, you knew she would be and you created it first in your mind. Wait a minute. Are you going too far, Laura? Well, let's see what Neville Goddard has to say about this. As I said, his first chapter talks about your conscious and your subconscious and how 
we really need to be in charge of our thoughts, grab hold of our thoughts and pay attention to what we're thinking about. Because then, of course, that goes into your subconscious. Now, chapter two about sleep. (laughs) That's all about your subconscious. When you are sleeping, you are not able, you know, to know what's going on in advance. You can wake up and say, oh, I had this horrible nightmare about someone, so now I'm mad at them. When they had nothing to do with it, it was while you were sleeping and you didn't create it either. Your subconscious mind did. All right. Now, there's been millions of books written about dreams, so we're not going there. Let's talk about what Neville Goddard has to say and see if this really is a secret that you might want to flirt with. The conditions and events of your life are the children formed from the molds of your subconscious impressions in sleep, says Neville. They are made in the image and likeness of your innermost feeling that they may reveal you to yourself. Hmm, what could he be talking about? He goes on to say, As in the subconscious, so on earth. Whatever you have in the consciousness as you go to sleep is the measure of your expression in the waking two-thirds of your life on earth. Your subconscious gives form to your desires only when you feel your wish fulfilled. So let's imagine you're all excited something good is going to happen and you already know it's going to happen. Well, he's saying that your subconscious will give desire, will give form to these desires, in other words, make them come true, but only if you really believe it. And religious literature is filled with faith and the idea of believing first and that believing equals receiving. So it is no surprise that Neville Goddard would also follow this vein, but give us examples of it in our sleep. Remember, we're going to be keeping an appointment with a lover when we're ready for bed. That's how we're going to feel about drifting off into sleep. He says, you should always feel the wish fulfilled before you drop off to sleep. So in other words, right before bed is a very important time. You need to be thinking about positive, good things. Thinking about how good your life will be tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and the next 10 years. Now, he's also pretty much talks about visualizing, in other words, picturing it in your mind. Don't just say, uh, I'm going to weigh 147 pounds. Picture in your mind what you would look like if you weighed 147 pounds. Picture it in your mind. He also says, let's see. Once asleep, man has no freedom of choice. His entire slumber is dominated by his last waking concept of self. That's very important. How you think of yourself is going to project into your dreams. We all know this. When we have nightmares or even when we have good dreams, we can oftentimes see what caused us to be thinking along those lines when we fell off to sleep. Have you ever watched a movie late at night and then you dream about what was in the movie? (laughs) Good example. Your mood prior to sleep defines your state of consciousness as you enter into the presence of your everlasting lover, the subconscious. She sees you exactly as you feel yourself to be. Hmm, very interesting. In sleep, man impresses the subconscious with his conception of himself. So really, that's all back to self-esteem and self-image and feeling we're worthy, feeling that we are good and righteous and 
worthy of all the good things that life has to offer. Neville goes on to say, feel yourself in the state of the realized wish and quietly drop off to sleep. So he's not just saying, you know, be a good person and you'll have good dreams. He's saying, whatever you want, you can create it first by thinking about it, picturing it in your mind, quietly dropping off to sleep and letting your subconscious mind take over. He says, night after night, you should assume the feeling of being having and witnessing that which you seek to be, possess, and see manifested. In other words, if you want a red shiny car, picture that in your mind, close your eyes, and pretend you already have it. Act as if you already have it as you fall off to sleep, and then your subconscious will start working on how it can get that car to you. (laughs) Or let's say you want to live in a certain location. You picture it in your mind. And someday, if you can picture it in your mind, you may be able to have it for real, have it there in your life. The world cannot change until you change your conception of it. So Neville is saying not just how you picture yourself, but also how you picture the world. You know, he also says you have no one to change but yourself. How often do we grieve and fuss and fume and get upset at other people for what they're doing when the truth is you cannot change them. You need to change yourself. So start with yourself and then the world can change. How many of of our leaders and have uh, people that we follow, how many of them have said over and over something similar about be the change you want to see in this world, right? We need to first be it. So why not flirt with this little secret? Why not, if this works, why not exploit it in our lives? (laughs) You never suggest to another the state in which you desire to see him express. uh, Neville goes on to say, instead, you convince yourself that he is already that which you desire him to be. So back to the story about the teacher that the student doesn't like. If you picture in your mind that that teacher is kind and nice and cares about your learning, you fall off to sleep thinking about that. You never suggest the opposite. Oh, thinking about the bad things that could happen to you or that have happened to you or, or you're sure that more of them will come. That is, if this works, then that means you'll be creating the bad things as well. So even if you don't believe we can uh, create good things in your mind, you have to know how we create bad things. You have to have seen it in your life. You wake up one morning and stub your toe. Next thing you know, you're spilling the toothpaste and dropping your toothbrush and things are going wrong continually after that one thing. And why does that happen to some and not to all? Well, because some people wake up, if they accidentally stub their toe, they just go, Oh, no big deal. And they don't continue to think about it. They move their brain. They force their thoughts over to the positive ones. And lo and behold, hmm, how is that? That they have more positive things happening to them. Now, if you want to change someone else, what does he say to do? He says, do not, you know, think of them the way they are, or do not even go to them and tell them, you need to do this, you know, you should do this and that. Instead, convince yourself that they're already that way and see what happens. You'll treat them differently. You know, our thoughts create our feelings and then it also creates our actions. Our actions come next. We act upon how we feel, which is based on how we think. 
Uh, later, he says, the actions of man are determined by his subconscious impression. So he's, he's reiterating that, listen, guys, you need to pay attention to the fact that you are creating this. He says, the part you play on the world's stage is determined by your conception of yourself. So by feeling your wish fulfilled and quietly relaxing into sleep, you can cast yourself in a star role to be played on earth tomorrow. And while asleep, you are rehearsing and instructed in your part. How about that? (laughs) Try this. Try this little secret. This is a a little sneak peek into Neville Goddard. and, And I... I would encourage you to look him up if you like this episode. You may find more about him by reading the whole book, uh, which is free, as I said, on the internet. But this chapter in particular is a, a secret to flirt with. Talk to you again later. Sweet dreams.